0: Here are the uh, drag lines. There are four of them. There's one here. There's two small ones out that way, and this is one of the big ones. I think the white one and this one here are the big ones. The white one.
1: That was Fern Benali describing the scene of Peabody Coal's Cayenta Mine on Black Mesa. I'm standing with Fern atop a hill adjacent to the strip mine on the Navajo Reservation in northeastern Arizona. The landscape that lies before us is a bleak one. Trucks rumble through an extensive network of hills that have been stripped of their vegetation and turned over for access to the underlying coal. The dragline's fern refers to loom like dragons within these crudely reorganized mountains. Slowly devouring the black seams, their scale made shockingly clear as employees' white pickup trucks skirt around their bases like ants. To Fern, a Navajo herself, the excavation before us is more than just environmental degradation.
0: All the mounds are either called male or female. Black Mesa is a female mountain. And uh, Navajos believe that the peabody is digging out its liver.
1: As Fern describes the journey the coal makes to the Navajo Generating Station, where it is burned to cool and hydrate the urban sprawl of the southwest, sulfurous fumes from the mine waft upward on afternoon gusts of wind.
0: When it settles, it settles down down below in the valley of the, the bowl of uh, Black Mesa. And then um, people all around breathe it in 24-7 and um, it's just like probably sitting by a 18-wheeler with the engine running.
1: I can hardly stand the smell myself for the few minutes we spend by the mine, but only a stone's throw from the site's perimeter live 1,000 Navajo residents scattered among the remaining juniper trees and grasses that patchwork the mesa. The home Fern grew up in lies just down the hill from this site of violent excavation.
0: In fact, when I was a kid and when they were um, doing the coal mining, down across the way from sheep camp that I showed you. Um, I was actually, I used to love to read, and my mom used to have me hurt sheep, and I used to love to do it on the weekends, and I had this gentle, gentle horse. I'm laying upside down reading my book like that, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of on the couch, I'm on the saddle like this, and I'm reading. And this is a very, very gentle horse, and then um, Most blasts he doesn't, he kind of ignores, but this one blast, I'm laying on him and he's eating away on those uh, grass. And all of a sudden the blast happens and the horse jumps up and I fall to the ground.
1: After a childhood on the reservation, herding sheep and living with the daily rumblings and excrements of the mine, Fern decided to leave and attend college at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix.
0: A lot of folks, I think, frowned upon my mom, saying, oh, where'd you send her all the way over there? She's going to bring you home lots of babies. I didn't bring any babies home. I brought my diploma home, though.
1: After earning a degree in nursing, Fern split her time between a home back on the reservation and work as a nurse in Portland, Oregon. Despite plentiful opportunities for a life away from the plague of a backyard strip mine, Fern felt an overwhelming and irresistible pull to remain on Black Mesa.
0: It's very traditional that um, when you have your baby, that you bury your umbilical cord somewhere. That's probably why I came home. (laughs) I longed for home every time I left.
1: Since returning to the reservation, Fern has committed herself to her community. As a nurse, she tends to the respiratory ailments of her family and neighbors, She is also a prominent member of Black Mesa United, a local organization that works to recover the broken promises made to the locals by Peabody Western Coal Company. They have succeeded in getting coal stockpile caps constructed to reduce airborne dust and in protecting certain sacred sites and aquifers, but they continue to fight an uphill battle against Peabody and even their own central government in Window Rock, the Navajo Nation's capital.
0: Our central government is oblivious to our situations. You know, we talk about this, we go out there, and we say our families are getting affected like this. Our homes are getting ruined and um, falling apart because of the blastings from the mine. And they say, well, you guys are going to move. That's their solution.
1: As I tour the mesa with Fern, the bright white mouthpiece of an inhaler peeks out of her jeans pocket. She knew she was returning to daily inhalations of coal dust and a future as an asthmatic when she left the cityscapes of Phoenix and Portland. She knew that she was giving up many of the commodities and comforts of life off the reservation as well. But unlike many who never returned, Fern could not be dissuaded.
0: This is home to us, I mean, we treasure it. I mean, everywhere we go, it's like, even though some people or folks, it may look like barren land, it's, you know, it's sacred to us. And um, we appreciate, you know, the ground we walk on. And um, even, even though a lot of times they tell us it's federal land, you know, we really appreciate it and treasure it as our own.
1: Perhaps it is people like Fern who still find things to cherish in damaged landscapes that have the greatest power to bring about meaningful change. Unconditional appreciation of a place keeps her fighting regardless of its conspicuous imperfections. This kind of commitment has an important place in an era when the earth is changing rapidly. As our own backyards begin to reflect the strains of climate change, who will fight for them if we no longer see their value? If we cast them aside in order to focus our efforts on keeping only the pristine intact, we'll be left with very few places to appreciate. Even once the physical beauty of a place is altered, as in the case of Black Mesa, beauty still resides in our relationship with it. As nature writer William de Buys articulates in his essay, The Walk, the caress it offers may be the touch of the misshapen hand, but the caress is no less delicate Sensuous and welcome. While walking with Fern through the fields where her family sheep still graze, she shares a traditional Navajo prayer.
0: Hohjo na hansi, the na ho konsten shi ju hohjo do shad ah den shi hohjo do ka ah den shi ju hohjo do ai ah den shi ju hohjo do hohjo na slin hohjo na slin hohjo na slin hohjo na slin. It means uh, beauty from the north side, the south side, the east side, and the west side. And then four times, it has to be four, beauty before me.
1: For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Grayson Carlisle.